Okay, Claude, we're on the recording. We're ready to go. So let me, uh, I'm standing, stretching, getting my oh, stuff together, smiling, breathing, oh, drinking water. Hold on. Mm. <clears throat> okay, are we ready? Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Claude West. Claude was raised on a farm with animals of all kinds, and he has over 30 years' experience in raising and working with cats. They have taught him a lot about what works and what does not work. Growing up with such a variety of animals gave him many insights and remarkable experiences that you can only get by living so closely and intimately together. These are his bragging rights and the foundation of his extensive training that he brings to his website, tipsaboutcats.com, that is dedicated to cat health, diet, and disposition. His love and passion for felines made it an easy decision for him to start a website that provides critically needed information about our feline friends and offers the latest research from other animal experts, too. His site, tipsaboutcats.com, focuses in supporting the local animal shelter, and all donations and profits go towards helping unfortunate animals. He has an ongoing passion to do whatever it takes to help them live better quality, happier, and healthier lives. Welcome to the show, Claude. Well, thank you so much for having me today. That was an awesome introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. You're you're doing awesome work. Um, so let's jump right into this. You said there's a lot of contradictory information out there about the proper diet for cats. What do you think the proper feline diet should be to keep them healthy and boost their immune system? Well, that's a great question. I I feel that if you watch TV commercials, you get a lot of what I call weasel words. Uh, that uh, commercial pet food manufacturers are using to give you the feeling that what you are buying is high quality, all natural, uh, something better than you know what what you could provide. Uh, Otherwise, and, and what I mean by that is, is those weasel words get the consumer to have a feeling of, well, this is the right thing for my animal. Mm-hmm. Little I think do they understand is that cats have a unique diet requirement, and that is not always available in a can or in a bag. Mm-hmm. What I would like to kind of elaborate a little more about is the fact that most of what you find in a can or in a bag is actually probably more toxic to your animal mm. than beneficial over time because what it does is it tends to slowly degrade the immune system and then that starts to affect the vital organs within the animal and, and eventually they have failure over time. Mm. So this is not a, gee, you feed it and the animal dies in front of the eyes. This is a very long process. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people really kind of have the attitude of, well, it's not hurting me now, so why should I worry about that? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm so much about. I think people need to understand up front and, and be proactive because if they do not provide preventative maintenance for their pet, your local veterinarian won't provide that. They bear more of a reactive uh, uh, benefit 
but, but that's too late when you bring yeah. your animal in with chronic renal failure or any of these other problems that are a result of a bad diet. So yeah. my recommendation, my full recommendation to anyone who has cats and dogs, and I might, you know, say they share a similar diet, mm-hmm. but cats need a raw food diet that includes bones. And the reason for that is that's their natural food resource that's been for cats for millennium. Cats are hunters. They they hunt prey. They fly prey. That would be the ideal diet for your cat to go out and catch a small mammal or reptile and Mm-hmm. And bugs, of course, bugs are a great source of nutrients. It would be a huge, you know, perfect diet for cats. But obviously, yeah. in today's society, cats—some cats are indoors, they're not outdoors. They—they they don't have that opportunity. Right. We need to provide a substitute or a resource for them to have a what you would call a, a species-specific diet. So raw food uh, from the butcher counter is, is a start. There's a lot of steps getting your cat built up to that point, but uh, certainly uh, you, know, you need to take these steps. And what I need to flag for most people who like cat food in a can or a bag is, is not only because there are toxins in, in that, there are also some other issues. Is the fact that cats can only produce about a portion of their amino acids when they break down the protein uh, uh, internally and then they have to receive the, what they can't make on their own from their food diet. And there's about 10 of them mm. that they're unable to manufacture themselves. So uh, without the healthy meat coming into their diet, uh, they will eventually become weak and expire. Mm. Okay. You know, I've often wondered, um, I love your point about them being hunters, and their normal diet would be small mammals and reptiles and bugs. I've often wondered why the commercial pet food industry doesn't get on that and offer, you know, the the cockroach diet variety or the the lizard version or uh, something like that. Um, You're absolutely right. I understand, and I work with a lot of cases where, uh, people will bring their animals to me asking, you know, it's kind of a Hail Mary last-ditch effort to save their animal's life. And what we're struggling against is a lifetime of a bad diet, you know, that has, as you said, slowly degenerated them over time. And then we have to try to change them, you know, over to a better quality diet, uh, boost them, give them the nutrients that they've been missing all this time. And it, it is very difficult to do. I'm really glad you brought that point up, and I didn't know that about the amino acids. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, and let's talk about. I know one of the things you recommend is that cat lovers offer a raw food diet for their cats. Tell us a bit more about what that is. What if someone was considering doing that for their animal? What would? How would they go about it? And why, I guess. In a rural okay. environment, you wouldn't do anything except let your cat go outside, which I, I think is, is perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. In an uh, urban environment, you don't quite have that opportunity. 
uh, yeah. most of your cats are indoors. So you need to bring to them raw food from your supermarkets. That's called Franken-Prey, which means you're trying to mimic uh, their natural diet with available meats uh, uh, that you're going to find at the store. And some of them may not be natural uh, uh, that to, to the cat as far as uh, protein source because they don't normally hunt sheep or, or mm-hmm. cattle or anything like that. But right. Uh, it's a suitable source of meat as far as uh, their dietary requirements for the animal. So getting that kind of stuff out of out of a supermarket is, is one step. The next step, though, is converting them to that diet, which can be very difficult because, as you both, as we both know, uh, cats can be extremely finicky about what they eat. Difficult to just switch the diet on them because what we've done, unfortunately, has made our cats what I'd like to term uh, uh, junk food addicts. Yeah. Eating commercial food all their life. Right. And and commercial food producers are, are very sneaky in the way that they they will actually, particularly in the dry food, coat those pellets with a fat. And Cats are extremely attracted to that smell and taste, so mm-hmm. it's hard to get them away from what they think, you know, is food that they really like. Yeah. So you need to start by mixing it slowly in with whatever diet you know they have. The, uh, the dry food is absolutely has to maintained Cut. only at feeding time and not left out 24/7. Otherwise, you're defeating the purpose of what you're trying to gain, and that is wean them wean them off of that kind of food. Okay. Uh, I find, for, for me, what I, my experience, and I'm converting three cats, and just a, a quick bio on them, they're all strays. They, they just showed up my back porch, and I, I'm just like, you know, okay, I don't need to go down to the pound. I guess they're, they're just going to show up here. I, I've had to learn how to do this. It's, it's not an easy process. Uh, mm-hmm. I have some an excellent reference I'd love to give, uh, and that is uh, Linda Zurich from rawfedcats.org. Uh, say that again. Claude, you're, you're cutting out just a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Linda Zurich from L- rawfedcats.org. Dot org, O-R-G. Okay, so Linda Zurich, Z-U-R-I-C-H, from www.rawfedcats.org. Perfect, yes. Got it. Okay, she good. Is, she's a great reference to uh, and resource to uh, converting uh, to a natural diet. Free animal from commercial pet food, and, and I I would say she's probably, in my opinion, the best resource out there. So awesome. I, 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 okay. To visit her site and get more information about that process. Great. My experience has been just chopping it up in small pieces and mixing it with the regular food, and then over time, try to adjust those ratios so that there's more raw food and less canned food. Mm-hmm. Getting them away from the dry, you have to convert them to canned, and then from canned to raw. So that's kind of the 
three-step process. Right, right. I, I, you know, I know that dry food has so many problems and on so many levels for cats. I always cringe when I hear a client is feeding raw, uh, dry and that they're letting them graze on it twenty, you know, twenty-four-seven. Um, as I know that's really not healthy for them. Um, tell us more about the actual raw food diet. What I, I, you know, I'm hearing that we can go pick up meat um, from the butcher, uh, you know, of, of some kind. Um, tell us more about what we would need to be including in that diet. Okay. Yeah. You would source not only meats from your grocery store, but uh, also there are some other opportunities. You know, depend upon you and and your tolerance in dealing with uh, raw foods. You can also get uh, frozen prey, which would be uh, small chicks, small rabbits, and things of that sort uh, from online. uh, uh, Okay. I'm sorry, I got kind of tongue-twisted there. Uh, From online sources, uh, these folks actually uh, have ranches, and they they raise uh, uh, food uh, and and then uh, do a quick freeze, and it comes to you in a frozen state. Okay. Another source that's becoming more and more available is uh, freeze-dried or dehydrated. I myself have not had as much luck with, with that product, although I've tried it just because out of interest trying to learn more about uh, raw diets. Mm-hmm. And it comes fully balanced and nutrition, you know, as far as the nutritional point of view. But if you're doing something as far as, like, taking chicken and chopping it up for your cat and, and uh, uh, beef and some of the other things, you really also kind of need to uh, pay attention to some of the other attitudes that you need to put in there to help them. And, and probably one of the main ones you can do is probiotics for your cat. But what that does is help boost their intestinal uh, normal flora so they can handle the raw fed diet. So mm-hmm. starting right off, when you start on raw feeding, you need to start with probiotics and, and enzymes, which you can find at most pet food stores as well as online. Okay, but so probiotics diet. and enzymes. Are critical. I'm really glad you brought that point up, especially for kitties who have been eating commercial food. Uh, I know that their ability to digest raw food really kind of decreases over over time. You know, they lose that ability because that's not what they're eating, right? I mean, is that is that accurate? That is totally accurate. And even with bad food, just giving them probiotics with enzymes helps them digest even even the bad food, uh, although mm-hmm. I don't recommend that as a, you know, uh, your only source of, of, of uh, you know, doing a right. conversion. You need right. to add the raw food in there. But uh, in addition to that, I think uh, some, uh, just like us humans, you know, boosting their immunity as well as uh, uh, helping them with uh, free fatty acids uh, that we should be taken in uh, for their heart some of their other vital organs uh, are, are good attitudes to add to this. And, and since the bone, a lot of the minerals are there, so you don't have to add minerals. And, and typically just adding a multivitamin uh, two, three times a week uh, with the food is, is suitable. Okay. So 
I heard you say essential fatty acids and then bone, like bone meal? Well, no. The bone, if you're feeding raw food, you, you should feed them raw meat bones. Eventually, okay. you know, in the okay. piece, you okay. know, you'll have to supplement that calcium and some of the other minerals until you get your cat to that point. But the Got it. huge benefit you're going to get from your cat eating bones is not only they get minerals, but that's also the scrubbing action that does their dental hygiene. And most cats uh, get sick over time eating regular cat food and, and not having good oral health. Uh, you know, the worse your teeth get, the, the, the more degenerated your body becomes. And, and then it becomes, a, you know, too late. You lose all your teeth and mm-hmm. you're not able to bones. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad you brought that point up because the way that our animals typically clean their teeth is by chewing and working on the gristle and the cartilage and the joint and the chewing that bone and getting the marrow out of it and all of that stuff, right? That's how they keep their teeth and gums healthy, typically. And what we tend to think is, though they should eat a, you know, with dogs, a greenie or some kind of chew thing that, or even I've heard they should eat dry food to keep their teeth clean, which is insane. It's totally not logical. (laughs) Makes no sense. Yeah. I've watched animals how they eat. They don't really sit there and chew food like you. You know, they're not cut chewers. They're not no. either for ripping and swallowing. They, they're not chewers. So people have to understand that, that the only thing that's going to force them to chew is something that's inert or, well, relatively inert. It's, it's like the bones and whatnot. So it's forcing the animal to, to actually work the, the mm-hmm. teeth. Yeah. Uh, bones, yeah. and I just want to point out a lot of people are afraid about bones, but mm-hmm. our bones are flexible. They mm-hmm. don't splinter like cooked bones. Mm-hmm. So you never cook the bones. You always make sure those bones are raw so that it has the right consistency for them to chew them up and swallow them without any real effect. Yes. Yeah, I know a cooked bone is a brittle bone. Um, exactly. Yeah, it splinters, and uh, that's not what you want. But a raw bone will crumble, um, and and like you said, it's more resilient and more flexible, uh, which is exactly what you want. And there's so much nutrition in it. Thank you for sharing for bringing that out. Um, I know there's more information on your site, and you have a um, a good article here that we'll be offering too, or that's also on your site. Um, so. Are there certain steps um, that we need to be clear? I mean, if if someone decides after, you know, learning about this that they're, yep, they're definitely going to do this, they're going to get started, they're making it a priority, what do they need to expect? Because I, I know it can be a bit difficult to switch kitties over. I have a lot of people get very discouraged about that. Um, are there certain steps that you found or that tend to work more easily than others? Well, you know, that that's a good point and a great question. And, and my first response and, and gut feel is that all animals have their own personalities. So, you know, what happens with one may not necessarily be true for another. So it's hard to give a, a blanket kind of uh, outline as to what's going to act exactly work for each animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I having three cats, I'm seeing three different uh, uh, 
different responses to trying to convert them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it really can be challenging. So I think that the first step for for the pet owner and, and the cat lover is to to read up and become as knowledgeable as much as possible about why and what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Once they have that under their belt, then they're going to have a better understanding of how to deal with each of these funny personalities that you're going to run into with your cats, especially if you have more than one cat. Uh, you should do your conversion all three together. Don't do one and then try and do the other because what I found very early on is is, is the one cat that's not being converted it even gets harder to convert them and the other cat still has access to the other food. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you're, <laughs> You need to do this all in one shot. So that, that's the first thing I'd recommend to uh, people who have more than one cat. Mm-hmm. second thing is you need to experiment. You need to be patient. You need to be extremely patient because this is not an overnight process. It, it, it's probably going to take months, in some cases maybe a year or two, before you're completely converted. Mm-hmm. But if you're diligent with it, and, and you serve it out there every day, and of course, don't starve your cat. If your cat absolutely refuses to eat it, then, then that's fine. Take it away off of something that they will eat. Mm-hmm. At that time, the next feeding, you go right back to what your, your intention is, and that is to convert them to a raw food diet. Okay. Slowly, little pieces mixed in with regular food tends to be a good way of hiding the raw food and then slowly converting the ratios from, from the raw meats more so to the canned food, mm-hmm. is then that gets them acclimated to eating raw food. Because raw food doesn't really have to smell, it's fresh. So cats really don't view it as food. They, they more or less think, okay, we, where's my food? Where's that nice smelly stuff that comes out of the can or the bag? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. You know, these are some of the, the little tricks that I've, I've just kind of been learning along with but patience is the number one. Uh, right. It's easier for, for you to uh, go back to the old way because you just, just can't handle the, you know, what's going on with it. That's not acclimated right away to a raw food diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know um, speaking with Dr. Jean Hovey, and she had said that kitties have a development window when they're kittens, when they're um, growing up, and there's a certain point where they learn about what food is and what it's not, in effect. And that's where they kind of get that set in their in their head. And it, so, if that if their only exposure is to a certain type of, as we've termed it, junk food, during that time frame, then it's really difficult to get them to expand their mind and what they learned, you know, and kind of took into their brain. Um, as food versus not food, um, so it it is, however, well worth the effort. Uh, as your cat will, in fact, be much healthier, and once we get them expanded to a, a wider variety of healthier foods, um, then it actually helps them in a lot of other levels as well. Do you find that to be true? Well, first off, it's going to be boosting their immunity because they they're on a proper diet, and, and it's also in a form of, of, of a detox because they are getting the correct food and the correct mm-hmm. amino acids. And uh, <clears throat> that helps 
shed away some of the bad toxins that they they built up from from having a bad diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're absolutely right about about uh, younger cats are far easier. I case in point is uh, uh, our two year old. Uh, we got started on her uh, uh, fairly soon after we got her. She's she's way into a raw food diet as opposed to my 13 year old. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. only been converted about the last year and a half, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that was a heck of a struggle. So <laughs> you're absolutely right about those windows. You know, they 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 tend to learn these things and really kind of focus in on that. That's the right kind of food, and it's really hard to break those habits. Yeah, it's they they don't question that. You know, it's like they they learn what they learn, like we like we do. You know, we we learn what we learn, and then that's like set in stone. <laughs> uh, it can, yeah. You know that that's where communication work comes in handy, uh, where you can actually tell them what you're doing, and that you can assure them that yes, indeed, that actually is food. It will not kill them if they put it in their mouth. Um, it is supposed to smell like that. Uh, blah blah blah. You know, you can have that conversation so that they understand what you're doing, why it's important you know, invite their cooperation so that they will at least give you some benefit of the doubt and be more willing to try and give you feedback. You know, and I find that that is really, really helpful during the process. And depending on the personality, you know, it can still take uh, a, a long time to encourage them. They tend to be so, you know, their, their attitudes tend to be very... uh I want to say almost rigid. You know, I, you may have found that with cats too. Uh, they tend to be not quite as easy to change their mind. They they think they know. So. Well, Val, you know, I I just think what you do is is so amazing, and and obviously, if, if somebody wants to uh, shorten the process of converting an animal, being able to communicate with the animal is obviously a huge advantage. Yeah. Uh, other yeah. Otherwise, Claude. We're trying to make changes, and they're looking at us like, "Have you lost your mind? Why aren't you doing what you always do?" I don't get it, you know. And besides that, it doesn't smell right. It smells funny. It looks funny. It doesn't look like my usual good, you know, stuff. And I, I have questions. You know, it, it's like, you know, it's like your your child has been eating pizza and candy and soda, drinking sodas, and all of a sudden, without discussing it, mom just starts trying to feed him Brussels sprouts. And <laughs> there's a mutiny, you know. It, it's like the it's the same thing with our our kitties, you know, and our animals. They need to have a voice in everything that happens for them, and it shortens and eases the process for on ev- for everybody. So, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. It really does. It's the the secret grease that makes the relationship go better. So anyway, thanks. Um, so, um, so anything else that we should know uh, if we're um, considering going ahead and doing this, taking the leap, um, and making the switch? I, I do believe that uh, certainly it does help having a veterinarian who uses a holistic approach, okay. or even consider using a, uh, a certified uh, veterinarian naturopath who typically <laughs> will put you over the phone. So, you know, a lot of uh, what we do at home can be preventative maintenance, but we need to know what what to do. 
will provide you uh, with with the knowledge to do preventative type uh, uh, maintenance for your animal. Okay. So there's going to be less of these later down down the road uh, critical uh, visits to a veterinarian for you know a disease or, or some other form of problem that uh, mm-hmm. is food related. So food right. is my mind. Uh, king as far as uh, helping an animal improve its uh, lifespan and, and maintaining its immunity and its vigor and its health uh, through this lifespan. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, that is, is probably the most crucial thing. What we, as, as uh, the normal cat lover out there, fails to understand is, is all this pet food that's on the shelf is relative to going to McDonald's every day for, for mm-hmm. food. Yeah. And wonder why our cats are becoming diabetic or where they have all these allergic symptoms and, and and all these other issues later in life with the organ failures, well, it's, it's all food-related. Right. It is food-related. It's so interesting. I, I just thought of something, Claude. I'm, I'm reading a wonderful book. Um, I won't share what it is, but it, it's... Um, uh, kind of a historical uh, novel, and they were talking it's, uh, c- concerning um, the shipping uh, in uh, Europe in that area. And one of the things they were talking about is um, uh, what we know as scurvy. You know, so the the sailors would go on the ship, and after uh, they could count them almost down to the day. It was a certain number of weeks out of after a certain of them on a certain diet, you know, which was basically uh, uh, crackers or br- the ship's, you know, sailor bread stuff and uh, meat is about pretty much all they ate, um, that after that point in time that they would uh, start getting sick and uh, they would have the sores and their teeth would fall out and they would have all these problems and they called, they thought it came from the sea air um, and they did not get that it was coming from the diet that you know, was scurvy. And so what would happen is, of course, they would finally sit into port and they would eat and gorge on, you know, um, uh, fruit and vegetables and, and, you know, produce and fresh this and that and the other. And then, of course, magically they would be better and uh, they would, you know, heal. <laughs> so I'm thinking in... The correlation between how we think about food and our animals' diet needs an update, you know, and so you're one of the voices in the wilderness there saying, you know, all these health problems we have with our animals are food-related, you know. Absolutely. Uh, you get it right on the nail. I mean, uh, if you deprive your animal of, of what they need to maintain their healthy life, and, and if you do that to yourself, you're going to have the same problem. You know, mm-hmm. you get older in life, you don't have problems. So yeah, yeah. It, it dovetails right together that diet is the first step towards good health. Thank you. And then having, having supplements to go with it because, you know, your body doesn't manufacture vitamin C, just in the case of those sailors you're talking about. Yeah. Or, or in the case of cat that does produce vitamin C, but it does require other antioxidants to support its immune system. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, if we don't provide them with that and deprive them over a period of time, they will have a lot of uh, uh, problems. So, yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing how how diet is so uh, 
essential in, in, in our health. Yes, it is indeed. It is essential. So, ah, all right. So are there other resources to help people with their cats and to get more information? Uh, yes, there are. Uh, I, like I mentioned, uh, I think that uh, having a good naturopath, a veterinary naturopath, is, is a good resource. I'd like to offer one. Okay. And that is uh, Dr. Kim Bloomer. Dr. E-L- Kim, spell the last Bloomer. name? E-L-O-O-M-E-R. E-L-O-O-M-E-R? Right. Illumer. And she's available, available on social media as well as her website, which is Aspen, just like the tree, A-S-P-E-N, Bloom, uh-huh. B-L-O-O-M, Pet, P-E-T, Care, Okay, we're going to need to give me that again. I got Aspen, and then what? Bloom, B-L-O-O-M. Bloom, like a flower blooming? Exactly. Got it, AspenBloomPetCare.com. And it's Dr. Kim Elumer. Dr. Kim Bloomer, yes. Okay, Bloomer. Got it. Uh, AspenBloomPetCare.com. Thank you. Uh, that's a great uh, great reference and source. Um, did you have something else for us? Yes. Uh, I have a uh, uh, feline membership site that I think is, is uh, a good opportunity for people not only to uh, share their experiences with each other on, on a forum format, but also as a resource. I provide a lot of resources from a wide variety of uh, holistic veterinarians and, and naturopaths as well as uh, other experts. Okay. And that website is uh, felinemembership.com. So that's okay. pretty easy. Felinemembership.com. Right, felinemembership.com, uh, especially for cat lovers. Um, it's a membership site. That's a forum and a, and a wonderful wealth of resource uh, with um, experts and a, a number of other things, all cat, all about cats. All right? about cats, and, and there, there should be no uh, question unanswered when it comes to cats because it, it's a group effort and there's a lot of experiences out there that uh, will be shared back and forth. Excellent. Thank you so much, Claude. I appreciate your love for cats and your voice for them and for the important work that you're doing to help improve their lives and their health and their well-being. So I know that cats have a very unique and wonderful place in our world. Um, they touch us in ways that are unique, don't you think? I mean, they're, they're so such an interesting being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. They truly are. But um, anyway, thanks. Thank you so much. So if somebody wanted to find out more, let's be sure to give them your uh, website, your main website again. Um, So let's see, your website is tipsaboutcats.com, right? Yes. Tipsaboutcats.com and then felinemembership.com is your membership site. So thank you, Claude. This has been wonderful. <clears throat> is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we um, close down here today? Well, Tal, I, I I really appreciate the time you've taken to to allow me to attend your podcast and to uh, 
express my my thoughts and feelings uh, about a proper diet for a cat to your uh, following. And I just think you yourself are doing a tremendous service out there for all pet owners as well as, uh, uh, in your respect, all animal owners, uh, you know, yeah. communicate with them. And and uh, I I certainly want to learn more about what you do. So I'm very intrigued about uh, your expertise. And, Excellent. And Thank I you. And I look forward to more, uh, more contact with you in the near future. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you again. Okay. Well, then I think we're at a good stopping point for today. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening. And I hope you have, you're going to take away some really important information that you can help to improve the life and well-being of your feline friend. And um, thanks again, Claude. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, Claude? Yes. Okay, good. Well, I think that went very well. Are, you feel good about it? Well, you know, I, I, it's so funny. You know, I've got so much to say, and, and I get tongue-tied so quick. It, it's it's yeah. incredible. I, you know, just not doing this at, at a regular, yeah. on a regular kind of uh, basis uh, does make me kind of feel like an amateur. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's... You you're just fine. I, I you've got some good information here. Um, I thought you spoke just fine about it. I I there's always room for improvement, but <laughs> I mean even if if you do it every day or every week, you know for a year, you, there's always going to be room for improvement. So it's okay. Yeah, uh, we don't strive. We don't. We I was going to say we don't strive for perfection, just completion, <laughs> and do the best you can. So that's all there is. And if it's natural sounding, it's definitely going to be uh, better than stuff that sounds like it's canned and scripted. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my dear, so let me uh, get this off to Stuart and uh, my team, and they will take over and get back with you next week. I'll send you some articles. and um, okay. um, I'll try and get those photos for you uh, before you uh, go to press. Uh, that would be great if you could do that. I just really think it would serve you very well. Um, you needed a, a bio on the article that I sent you, is that correct? Yeah. Um, I mean, the article I wrote for you, um, it needs to be tightened down into one relatively short little paragraph thing um, so, with your contact information, you know, your your title, your contact information, and your website and stuff. So, um, yeah, if you can get that to us, that would be helpful. All righty. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, um, I look forward to hearing back from you and uh, actually do need to go now. So thanks. Have a great week. You too. Okay. Thanks, Claude. Bye. Bye. Bye.